street smarts. No, also, no. You think she could find <laughs> her way home if you dropped her off like three blocks away? Nope. Well, give me a, a number. Zero. Zero. <laughs> like, th- th- there's no chance this dog could survive on her own on the streets of New York City. I give even Lisa a two. Yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding. And today is a special episode. It's a double veterinarian episode. I love it so so much. So much vet. Yes. And we have been meaning to meet forever. So this is, we're finally doing it. It is Dr. Rachel Barrick. She's a licensed veterinarian, a certified veterinary acupuncturist, a certified veterinary Chinese herbalist, a certified veterinary food therapist. And she practices basically like my, what I think is like the best medicine. The coming together of East and West, an integrative approach to all veterinary medicine. So she's she's basically the better me. Thanks for joining us, Rachel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And we treat so many of the same patients. We have probably a very similar path. Where are you from originally? I grew up on Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can hear that a bit. So where in Long Island? <laughs> I grew up in Great Neck and then uh. kind of traveled all over the place for school and eventually made my way back to home and here I am in New York City. Tell me that track. I feel like there's going to be one word where the, the Long Island is really going to come out though, but that we'll hear. You're not hearing it already? Uh, no, nah, there's going to be like chocolate or something. That's be like, <laughs> I try and keep it on the DL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, I, seep I, out I did you. grow up on Long Island. <laughs> That's how I feel about telling people I'm from New Jersey. Also, so. <laughs> I'm curious, like, did you did you always want to be a vet? Is this the quintessential veterinarian answer? How did that happen? Where'd you go? Like, what was your path? It is the quintessential veterinarian yeah. answer. I was that little kid that yep. played with my little ponies and always loved <laughs> horses and at seven started horseback riding yep. and said, I'm going to be a horse doctor and just <laughs> sure you are, went kid. with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my parents were not quite as supportive as I would have liked. They <laughs> did not get me the menagerie of childhood pets that would have fully supported that dream. Me too. What, so so if, cruel. if they let you run wild, if seven-year-old you was allowed to just fill up the stable with whatever you wanted, what, what would it look like? There would have been many, many horses, and I also had always loved spots. So there would have been some Dalmatians, some <laughs> Harlequin Great Danes, uh, maybe an outlier. I don't know. So, so paint horses then, I assume? Or... More um, show jumping horses was okay. my passion as a kid, and I and I rode all through college. So spotty dogs, dark bay <laughs> horses. Okay. I mean, in your parents' defense, you did have champagne taste. Yeah, I yeah. won't deny that. <laughs> I won't deny a that. A stable of horses might cost some yeah. coin. I mean, I would have been yeah. cool with just one, but yeah. alas, it wasn't meant to be for childhood me. When I was little, my parents traveled a lot, so that's what that was their excuse for not having a pet. So I drew in. Every photo I ever drew of myself, every picture I ever drew of myself, I always had a pet, a dog with me. And my mom said, finally, she felt so bad for me when I was 10. They just 
got me one because like I would draw a picture of me with the dog and not have one. Like that was my. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a, a developmental psychologist to yeah. interpret that one. <laughs> like, yeah. Desperately wants a pet. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So a lot of similarities here so far. Yeah. So. Okay, so they weren't as supportive and... They weren't as supportive. Eventually, I wore them down and I got my first dog at 16. Okay. Uh, his name is Bentley and he was a Dalmatian. Okay, okay. So the you got spots. your spots. I got the spots. <laughs> nice. Now, was he... Maybe we should talk a little bit about Dalmatians, right? Because they had sure. a big boom right when 101 Dalmatians came out and then they can be feisty, right? They can they be. are definitely a challenging breed. Mm-hmm. He probably was not the best dog to start with mm-hmm. for novice dog owners. Mm-hmm. He, Dalmatians need a ton of exercise. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get a ton of exercise, they're going to be very rambunctious. But weren't they well, also so overbred, they they got like aggressive, right? And people kind of stopped breeding them. That's why we don't see them so much. They're kind I, of rare. I think that we don't see them as much because they're a challenging breed. Yeah. In my experience, I haven't found them to be aggressive, aggressive. especially okay. if you're getting from a reputable breeder. Mm-hmm. Right. But sure, inbreeding is always right. Exactly. How much, the overbreeding. How much exercise is a lot of exercise to you? Well, so he lived with my parents for and as a family dog when we I was 16, and then stayed with my family while I was in college, and then eventually came to vet school with me. And he needed to if I wanted to have quiet time to hit the books. He needed a solid run and he was old at that point. Really? He needed an hour of strenuous exercise a day. Really? That is not Chloe. No, no, that is not Chloe. Actually, we have the whistle. I did a campaign with whistle, which I loved. You know, the tracker, the GPS sure. tracker, and they have now, they give you recommended amounts of exercise, like based on all their research um, that they have, like all the millions, it, you know, they're owned by Mars. So they have so much research and data on dogs. So her recommended amount of exercise is 30 minutes a day. <laughs> the and best our, was the first our doodle, day. Her best friend Doodle's neighbor is his recommended amount of exercise, 82 minutes a day. <laughs> So, the best differences. Yeah, the first day that we had the tracker on her, it uh, the report came in. Chloe has gotten zero out of her thirty mani- minutes. Like nailed it. This <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. is like the equivalent of us rocking the Apple Watch. Like yes. we're trying to close Chloe's reins. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, because if she doesn't get her steps in for the day, I'll run her in the hallway or ask her best friend like upstairs if they she wants to have a play date. So, yeah. Um, okay, but so we keep interrupting this story. So yeah, so college, so where was college? So you've got him with you. you got Bentley yep. with you. So Bentley wasn't with me in college. College, oh. I I, oh, med, I went solo. Yeah. I went to University of Vermont. Okay. And then I did a complete 180 and left the tundra behind and moved to the West Indies. Oh. The island of St. Kitts. St. Kitts, I was going to call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to school at Ross. Cool. And it was it was an amazing experience. You loved it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved vet school too. The real world is a little harder. What kind of car did you have on St. Kitts? <laughs> it was, was it a proper uh, shitbox. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I still was living large because I had air conditioning. <laughs> not okay. everyone had yeah. air conditioning and my windows were automatic, not roll up. Whoa. That being said, in St. Kitts, in addition to getting a great veterinary education, I also got a solid mechanical education. I think my dad almost hit the floor jaw to the ground when he got off the plane to visit once and I was changing my own flat tire. Whoa. Hey, yes. For a Long Island girl, no less. I know. Yeah. 
Jones. Wow. Surprising fun facts. Wow. Yeah. Well, and this is also uh, the longest that Lisa has ever gone without tribe checking somebody. I've been waiting this whole time. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. Long Island. Dark Great brown neck. Hair. Yeah. Oh, you're from the Five Towns, so yes, for sure. Great I mean, I neck. went to camp with all of Great Neck. So, so was it just like a? a Did given? you go to camp? Of course. Yes. <laughs> Long Island girl. <laughs> Long Island Jew. Yes. Okay, so we are for, part of the tribe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I felt like something was extra sympathetic. You know, that there's you didn't, not a lot uh, of call. Jewish veterinarians. I don't find there are a lot of Jewish veterinarians. I have one friend. I mean, I think I have a few actually, but I'm there's not a ton. To, I'm trying to think. Um, I know a few. Okay. I haven't really surveyed the Jewish okay. veterinarian. Is this going to go beyond camp? But, uh, camp oh, yeah. Bingo, so that was my next question. Go. Was where, where did you go to camp? <laughs> I went to Tyler Hill in okay. Pennsylvania. What about yeah. you? I went to Timberlake. Oh, I don't, so I don't affiliates. like to admit it, but yeah. <laughs> camp Fancy Jew. <laughs> That's what he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was. So we no, had Bill in, in my called. defense, yeah, but in my defense, yeah, this guy we Jeffrey did not with him. have, we really did neat. not have, uh, Air conditioning in the bunk. They had. They now have. I think like air conditioning and carpet in the bunks or something. Like we didn't have. That was not me. That was in my years. We had that. Uh, yeah. Did you really? <laughs> we Just did. Kidding. <laughs> we That's did. funny. <laughs> that being said, though, I mean, yes, we we might have gone to a little <laughs> fancier sleepaway camps, but as veterinarians, like we can we can get dirty. That's We're right. not afraid of that. Well, so. I didn't. I didn't come out with many friends because I would just I would like save the bugs in the pool, and my <laughs> nickname was Buggy because I would save all the bugs, and like I was not the cool girl. So one of, that was. one of my favorite <laughs> memories of Lisa getting dirty when like she was okay with like being 5% dirty kind of thing. <laughs> and we, we were uh, hiking in Maui and uh-huh. we had gone across this spot on the way in that I was like, this is quicksand. Like, don't oh. th- like remember this. And we were coming back past. It. I was like, this is the spot. She's like, this is the, and she was just like <laughs> thigh deep in the most sunken mud. I didn't I've ever believe seen. you, she but then so I was, pissed at me. I was, but then I was really angry at you because You're I didn't so think mad. you like impressed upon me enough that it was actually fucking quicksand. Like <laughs> it, was it really so was, it was really scary. And then I was really mad at him. Like, yeah, you told me, but like, you weren't serious enough when you told me. Well, what was your reaction? Were you ready to pull her out? Like she could have kept sinking. This well, could have been. I laughed one of my nuts off, and then <laughs> I, I collected the, the other Took one. Took a lot of photos. Yeah. yeah, I made I made sure to document it well. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and then we got her out of there. I survived. And the the biggest miracle of the whole thing was that I actually talked you into keeping those shoes. Like <laughs> fuck these shoes, they're done. It's yeah, like they, had to wash they were off. done. I don't they're remember. Toast. No, you yeah. had them for like another. It's like year. the cheapest thing I ever did. Yeah. Yeah, I could have been um, prouder of you. When did you take first take interest in acupuncture? So acupuncture was later down the path. So college in Vermont, vet school at Ross. Um, my focus was always horses and specifically surgery. Interesting. So, so interesting. Uh, Where was your clinical year? My clinical year was at Auburn. Okay, cool. Definitely. So yeah, you've been all over. I've been all yeah. over. Auburn was definitely an eye opener for been a Jewish a lot girl. Of party yes. schools from Long Island, yeah. from from UVM, the smokinest and shroominest school in the country, to yeah. Auburn, the uh, the crush a beer on your head capital of America. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting lineup. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> an interesting lineup. I admit that. Uh-huh. So I was at Auburn, and then was missing my family and and New York, mm-hmm. and decided to come 
back this way, was in your neck of the woods in Jersey for okay. a year <laughs> doing a surgical internship on, on horses. Oh, wow. And then after that, I joined a racetrack practice. Um, really? Cool. I, cool. Yeah, it was, it was great and was based at Belmont. And did that for a few years. And I don't know what you guys know about the racetrack. Tell us, vet uh, life tell, style. Yeah, tell us everything. But it's a little spill the tea. Yeah, it's a spill little it. spill it. different <laughs> than the small animal gigs. Um, racehorses, at least in New York, train on the same track they race on in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So in order for them to get that training time in, and then for the track to be ready for the races, which usually start at noon. Their day starts at 4 a.m. Wow. wow. So my day as a veterinarian would start even a little before that Dude. to make sure right. everyone was happy and healthy and ready to roll. So I loved what I was doing, but it was a pretty grueling lifestyle. I bet. So I became interested in exploring other ways to still work with horses. Also, was, is it a tough industry? What's the dirt, really? Behind the scenes, um, I was really fortunate to work with a high-end patient okay. population. So, yeah, they— These were not the horses going to the glue factory. These were <laughs> thankfully not the horses. They were really loved and really well taken okay. care of. Um, certainly, everyone is trying to push the envelope, though, and do what they right. can to win the race. Yep. Yeah. Um, it also, at the time when I was there, was an interesting place to be a woman. I was one of very few female veterinarians. It's very— Let alone a Jewish female veterinarian, I'm sure. Yes. Right? Definitely yeah, the only race Jewish source. female yeah. veterinarian there. Yeah. Um, so it was an interesting work environment. And I remember specifically what piqued my interest in Chinese medicine was there was this one horse that had a lameness. I couldn't figure out why. And I tried everything under the sun and everything in my Western bag of tricks to mm-hmm. get this horse feeling his best and return to racing. Can I just interject that I love how on PC that term is? What? This horse is lame. This is so <laughs> lame. <laughs> Definitely can't take a, a lame toddler to the, to yeah. the doctor, the pediatrician. <laughs> yeah. He's lame-o. With that lame. Limp. Ooh. Gimpy horse. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was trying to get the gimpy horse back to his peak potential, and I just couldn't. And an- another colleague suggested calling in another veterinarian who did acupuncture, and he worked on this horse once, and within a week, he was back to racing. Really? And I was like, holy shit, why? Like, yeah. I need to know more. Yeah. yeah. So I, I started studying, and I was really skeptical. I mean, the theories behind why acupuncture works to us modern Western-trained doctors Mm -hmm. sound a little hokey. Mm -hmm. Um, But then once I started utilizing it, the results blew my mind and and just spoke for themselves. I I also wanted to circle back to what did you mean when you said that everybody's trying to push the limits to win the race? I mean, everyone wants to to win. So there, there are there are rules as to what you can do and not do. Horses are very stringently drug tested, especially in New York State. But everyone, you know, doc, what are you giving them? What they they want the edge? Okay, <laughs> like uh, it's like giving athletes steroid injections, like when they probably should not be having them, kind of a thing. Like, are they going right. to push you to do things like that? Sort of, even if something is legal, you might get like pushed to do it, even though maybe. Do you, do you have any insight into what was the? Uh, the, there was that Dustin Hoffman show like five years ago. It was based at a racetrack, and a crazy amount of the horses that were, you know, performing for the show died. And there were so many of them that they canceled the show. And it was like a successful show. 
Do you so remember that? I have a vague recollection of, I believe it was an HBO show, but it was. I, I have a vague recollection of that. I don't specifically remember where they were training or the surface or what horses they were using or how to really give you an accurate representation okay. of why. Yeah, sorry um, to put you on the spot. It is no, tough. that's okay. Um, as a veterinarian, it was my responsibility to help the horses feel their best and perform their best, but also to be their advocate if someone was asking for something that just wasn't yeah. going to be How much beneficial. better are the horses treated treated than the jockeys? <laughs> I mean, they had my care, so I would think that the horses were treated very well. I was not attending to the jockeys. Yeah, there's not a jockey doctor on duty. <laughs> there, there are Walk it off, physicians. <laughs> but being a jockey is a really tough gig. I just want to say that we had a really good race, and uh, when I had the opportunity, I just let let the reins out, and uh, you know, just let him do his thing. He just wants to go. That's every jockey. You've you've practiced that. This is nope. not your first jockey impression. That was, in fact, my first jockey. Oh. Impressive. Do a pretty good polo player too. No big deal. What's your polo player? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, it's very Antonio Banderas. It is okay. Yeah, and if you want to come by this table later, I, I will show you my horse. <laughs> Such strong animal, so passionate. Yeah, but can you have the money? Can you have the money that they have? No. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, pol- pol- I mean, that's a really interesting sport, right? I, don't know I grew up on a polo farm, actually. Uh, on the outskirts of a polo farm. Really? Yeah. It's different when you say on the outskirts. It's also way poorer than it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, so in Atlantic City, there was like the casinos. It started off as Merv Griffin's team and then it was Harris's team. Okay. And they had a, you know, a, a big polo farm in Smithville, New Jersey. So did you ever get on a horse and think, I'm going to be a polo player? Uh, no, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but like we were around the horses a lot. Like I, I went on some rides, like when I was a kid with them, like I was never on one solo just cause okay. those horses are cost a fortune. It's like, and you have to be horses, legit right? cray yeah. to play polo. I mean, but, yeah, but I'm nice at golf cart polo. <laughs> oh, nice. Noted. Yeah. It's a, it's a two man sport. One guy drives, the other guy has the mallet. Really fun. Especially if you're like 10. <laughs> Just crashing into shit. <laughs> but we have gotten off course. Yeah. Uh, so you start studying this stuff so and I you're started, getting results. I started studying it and I, I was getting results and I brought that back to the track and started treating patients. Went out on my own from the group practice I was in and started treating patients with Western medicine and Eastern medicine. And on the side, I started seeing some dogs and cats around New York City. So did you like have to get certified first? Or Yeah, there's extensive coursework. You didn't in, just YouTube this? You can't just like <laughs> grab a pack of needles and throw some <laughs> pokes in. And it's actually really interesting. So to become a human acupuncturist or a human that does acupuncture on other humans, mm-hmm. you go to a two or four year school, but you don't need to be a licensed MD. In the veterinary world, in order to be a licensed veterinary acupuncturist, you need to have first graduated veterinary school. Good. Hmm. That's yeah. good. That, that's well, because that's also great the for course, animals. The course is not as long too, right? So how long, which course did you do and how long? There are it? a few different ways to get certified yeah. in veterinary acupuncture. I did a course through the Chi Institute, right. which is affiliated with the University of Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And I did the on-site courses. So we would go there for an intense weekend. Um, I believe the initial certification was four times. And there was also some homework and online things that you needed to do in the interim. It was Actually, a lot more work than I initially anticipated. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people say. Um, but everyone loves seems to love the chi. I loved it because it was really hands-on, and I 
felt like they were really teaching you the theory behind it and how to look at each patient as an individual, mm-hmm. not just to take a cookie cutter approach like this dog has arthritis, I'm going to utilize these cookie cutter points, but mm-hmm. to make it a unique treatment for what that patient is showing you. Does it make you look at the body completely differently? It makes me, I still, when I meet a new dog or cat or horse that I'm looking to treat, evaluate them and give them a full Western medicine physical. But there are different things from a Chinese medical practitioner perspective that I never would have looked at before, such as tongue color and pulse are really big ways to get a Chinese medical diagnosis. And Hmm. I'll find myself meeting new people. And if they're talking, like, look at their tongue color now, which is super weird. (laughs) Sure. When you're practicing the Chinese version, do you smoke while you're doing it? I do. (laughs) (laughs) There's some awesome pictures of uh, of Chinese hospitals like this year. And the doctor will be like doing a coronavirus check. And he's got like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, not not really my vibe. (laughs) Do you want to show Rachel your tongue, by the way? No. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. It's very personal. Yeah. So can you kind of like give a a few minute description of like, or, or just explanation of how acupuncture works to the un, un, uninitiated such as myself. But I, keep it a few minutes. A well, few minutes. <laughs> well, no, I mean like, a, a, you know, somewhat of a summary. Yeah, no, of, I got I'm not going to give you it. a long thesis, yeah, but no, yeah. the, the nitty gritty of acupuncture is it's been the mainstay of Chinese medicine for thousands of years. So even though some of the theory behind it might sound weird to us, it really has been proven to work. Mm-hmm. And the way acupuncture works is there are sterile stainless steel needles And they're inserted along specific points on the body. And those points correlate to 14 different channels. And the channels are believed to correlate to different internal organs. And they form a network throughout the body. So Mm -hmm. by putting a needle in those specific points, not just a random point from a YouTube video, Mm -hmm. you're going to... (laughs) Real willy-nilly like. (laughs) Yeah, we want to be pretty accurate here. (laughs) We're going to produce a physiological response. So pain relief, stimulating the immune system, um, increasing microcirculation, lymphatic drainage, decreasing inflammation, really great benefits to the body. Um, And it helps restore balance because from a Chinese medical perspective, we're always trying to look at the overall well-being, not just one piece of the puzzle. Okay. You nailed it. That was a great, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. um, that was an elevator pitch for I acupuncture. I'm wondering if I should take the course now. It just came to Virginia. My One of my friends did, I don't know if it's Ivis maybe, but she loved it and she said it's coming to Virginia now, which is brand new. I never wanted to take it because I can't, I, I was. Hates flying. Yeah, I hate, I hate <laughs> flying. So. You were waiting for the uh, yeah, University of Phoenix online, it. I thought. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that some of them do offer online components, but in order to be yeah. at least a chi, yeah. in order to be certified, you have to pass a written test. There's an oral component where you discuss certain things, mm-hmm. and then there's a hands-on test where they tell you different points, and you have to show them where it is on a horse or dog, etc. Right. So that would be a little hard to do remotely. Um, yeah, I would imagine so. Do you uh, receive acupuncture treatments yourself? I do. I have been known to also poke myself <laughs> in that was the my next question. face of a headache or something minor, but a lot of <laughs> you paused after in the face. Yeah, Where in, in the face. face. He said <laughs> for a headache, the actually the strongest point is on your hand, right in this web in between your I've, index I've finger and. Uh, and thumb. Right. So it did say it did sound like you said I'd been known to poke myself in the face, and then no, but you I'm meant sorry in the face clarify. of a headache, yeah. in the face of a 
We're right. going to cut out Headache. that whole explanation but, and just keep it. I, I, mean, I poke I myself, myself <laughs> in the but, face. But people do. I mean, people do get poked in the face. I mean, the face some of the, points, There right? are some yeah. great calming points sure. in the face. There certainly are some great points there. I tend to skip those when treating myself. Mm-hmm. If I have something um, of more significance going on, I do see an acupuncturist because the strongest points are along your spine on the bladder channels. Mm-hmm. Hard to reach. And yeah, you can't accurately poke <laughs> your own back at <laughs> Probably would be a bad idea. Frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, the, only, <laughs> the only acupuncture point I know is the CPR one. Yeah. Which pro- pro- hopefully you're not using it on an at-home basis. But as an emergency, when I was doing emergency medicine, there is this, does it have a name? Right in your philtrum, like right where the yeah, look right up philtrum, the, you guys. Your lip dimple. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right where your nose meets your lip, right? Yes. So you can poke if something is... Dead. It's an acupuncture point yeah, for, for like stimulation. for revival. Yeah. Another uh, fun fact about Richie's childhood is that my dad's office, which I don't think you were ever in, it's across the street from the one that you were in. Uh-huh. It was a house that had an office in it, and there was a Vietnamese guy that was running an unlicensed acupuncture shop out of there. And, Ooh, shady. And when my dad bought the place, we had to tear up the carpets, and there was tons of little needles all in the carpets. And I was like 11. And he's like, yeah, don't poke yourself. <laughs> that would suck. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Super safe, Dad. Thanks yeah. for that. For that reason, because especially some of my patients might wiggle around a little bit, I use needles that have a colored tip so we can find them in someone's carpet. Savvy. Yeah. Very yeah. savvy. Because they're very little, but you don't want to step on them barefoot. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or leave them behind. Yeah. yeah. And, and I count them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't step on needles, guys. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to have to get down to a little personality test. And we're back. So in addition to being a, uh, a superstar veterinarian, acupuncturist, food therapist, uh, um, Eastern medicine, Western medicine. Chinese herbalist. Chinese herbalist. Uh, yeah, standard. Uh, you are also a dog mama. I am. So I have a 13-year-old chihuahua. Her mm-hmm. name is Eloise. Mm-hmm. She also goes by Lil Wheezy when she wants a little <laughs> more street cred. Um, when I was moving from St. Kitts to Alabama, I knew I would be really busy studying and doing my clinical rotation. So I wanted to get Bentley a buddy. But he had been known to not like every other dog. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> Every other dog? So he, ha- he was selective in his friendships. But uh-huh. he seemed to always really like little dogs. I never anticipated being the girl with the teeny tiny dog in a purse. But that <laughs> but is how I acquired Eloise. She's, she's four and a half pounds. She's really tiny. Uh-huh. She's and, like Ella. By the way, shout out to Ella Bean, right? Yes, Our mutual patient who we love so much. Love you. And Hill listens because She's a really good friend. Hi, you. We love you. So that uh-huh. is how I acquired I acquired Eloise, and now she's she's thirteen. She's enjoying city life. I'm assuming that you paid top dollar at a pet store for her. Uh no, I did. I did oh. not pay top dollar at a pet store. <sighs> I hate no. to hear this. No. no. <laughs> um, but she's great. Definitely a different vibe than. Wait, so the she a, a Saint Kitts dog? Dalmatian. She's- no, I. Actually got her. I full disclosure from a, from a breeder when I was oh, okay. um, looking for a small dog to yeah, we get. We don't we don't breeder shame here. No, I, mean, I think if you're going to get a purebred dog, it's yeah. important to do your homework because yeah. as we all just want dogs yeah. to lead an awesome, happy, healthy life, yeah. and 
if you're going to get a purebred dog, just make sure you're not supporting puppy mills. Right. Absolutely. Um, no responsible breeder is selling their dogs in a pet store. Right. And I think that's, or online. Or yeah, on- and shipping them. So yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Good plug. Great. Yeah. Okay. Now, with that yeah. said, yeah. All we right. have compiled for you for Ms. Wheezy, a Cosmo-style <laughs> personality test. Let's do it. Let's get to know her. On the Kinsey scale, one being the gayest <laughs> and ten being the straightest, where does Eloise <laughs> fall? Hmm, an interesting question. <laughs> I think she's she's pretty pretty straight. She gets very excited to see my boyfriend, even though <laughs> I am the one who feeds her, picks up after her, uh, has had her for thirteen years. So she. Really gets pretty excited for male presence, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put her as, as pretty straight. You don't, you don't catch her fooling around with the field hockey sticks or anything? No? <laughs> no, no, no. No. Now we know. How's she doing on the gram, though? One to ten on that. I mean, she's no Ella Bean superstar <laughs> I mean, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Every now and then I, I throw her a bone, literally, figuratively, <laughs> and, and post a pic, but she's... She's not an Instagram celebrity. But I mean, <laughs> we blame mom for that. But how, how, how much, how many more likes are you getting? We, we have to get a one to 10 on it because somebody is eventually going to compile these into some kind of diagram. Oh, how many likes is she getting? I think she's, she's pretty popular. We throw a pic of her up there and, and she gets some love. I would, I would put her at a solid seven. Okay. A siete since she's H U O. Yeah. Yeah. Savage. Where is she, where, what's her savagery rating? I mean, there's only so savage a four and a half pound dog can be. She, Not if something weighs one pound. You did call her a little asshole when we she, walked in. It's <laughs> true. She can be pretty feisty. She's a little savage in that. When I'm not home, I leave wee-wee pads for her to utilize. And no matter how many wee-wee pads are present, she likes to shit not on the wee-wee pads. So that is a savage, (laughs) savage move. She's sending a message. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Problem solving. Oh, no. I love her dearly, but this is not a rocket scientist. (laughs) She's one of the, oh, this is mean, but one of the (laughs) dumbest dogs I've met. Both personally and professionally. Really? She's very and lovable. Professional. And adorable, though, <laughs> that being said. She's, it's a, we say it's a good thing she's pretty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, That's we what we tell Chloe all the time oh, you just need to be pretty. Yes. If you, yeah. If you want the people to like you. Street smarts. No, also, you think she could find her way home if you dropped her off like three blocks away? Nope. Toast? <laughs> nope. That being said, we also did just recently move. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that in her defense, but even even still, no, okay. no. So we'll give me a number. Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, th- th- there's no chance this dog could survive on her own on the streets of New York City. I give even Lisa a two. Yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, like, th- to, to frame that, I say all the time that I'm amazed that Lisa doesn't get hit by a car, like, Aww. every day. Oh, it's true. It's, it's Everyone like, says that. Yeah, just texting, walking across I'm the street. I'm constantly on my phone. A no-looker. Yeah. Like, I don't look. I just think cars will stop for me. I'm just pretty sure they'll stop for me. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what, what kind of special skills does she have? Special skills? One to ten me. She can, she's got some special skills, not from a training perspective, because <laughs> I'm happy that she knows the basics, mm-hmm. but she's like very good at looking especially cute, being especially cuddly and lovable when mm-hmm. you need it. Mm-hmm. So she's got some, she's got some redeeming qualities, even though she poops on the floor. Okay. 
Uh, how bougie is the girl? She's pretty bougie. She wants to be in a fancy cashmere sweater and carry it around in her bag. She doesn't want to walk. Cashmere sweater? Mm-hmm. This is a thing? Of course. Have you not seen Ella Bean? Ella, I didn't, Ella, I didn't know her Ella will only lay on cashmere blankets. No way. Yeah. It was different when we were in the hotel because we were in a hotel when we had her, but. Oh, yeah. You guys got to be cashmere for the blankets. Yeah. yeah. We brought in the new year, right? Yeah, nice. we were with us for New Year's Eve. It was a party. We oh were my seriously god! I could partied. not believe. Yeah, we. I had a show, and it was like upstate. So it's like, well, I guess I'm that guy that's bringing a yeah. baby stroller <laughs> with two three pound dogs in it. Yeah, we brought <laughs> to we brought show. Coconut and Ella to his show. These are bucket list things <laughs> yeah. that you probably never anticipated, and right, yeah. it felt good secretly, didn't it? Yeah. A little bit, but it's, but also it's like I'm upstaged by dogs, and I just did four. 45 minutes of premium stand-up comedy and everybody's coming over to take pictures with these dogs. The story of my life. Uh, what? Where would we rank her uh, cock-blocking skills? Ooh, well, hmm. She's she's small. You can move her. You can move her out of the way. Um, and I don't think a tiny dog brings all the boys to the yard like like Chloe, like a big yeah cool yeah. dog. Ridgebacks were voted like the men of the year dog, like really? men's journal, whatever. One of the magazines. That being said, I was once walking her around Gramercy Park. I was on my cell phone. Not, like you, not really paying attention. <laughs> and someone asked if he could pet my dog. I said, sure. And he was playing and petting the dog and I was still talking on the phone and not paying attention. And it turns out it was James Franco. <gasps> oh my God. Classic Franco. <laughs> Classic Franco. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. At what point did you realize that it was him? After he was no longer petting her in a vicinity, that done. it would have been yeah. weird for me to be like, "Hey!" <laughs> yeah, it was just like it just registered late. I, I like looked up and he was crossing, and then I I saw the face. I just wasn't paying attention. I was <laughs> yeah. Cue one hundred girls that listen to this podcast now start walking their dog around Gramercy yeah. Park. Right, they're Chihuahua. <laughs> they all get a Chihuahua now. Okay, I feel like we have uh, like we have gathered a lot of information. Yeah. About Wheezy. Yeah. And now um, there is a character that is beloved on this show. <laughs> oh. She is the world's worst influencer. Okay. She's she's big on the gram, but she will push any product that comes across her way. She, if there's a discount code, she is going to push it. Okay. Um, I, I feel like you know this girl. I, we've have all a, come across yeah. these kind of... Mm-hmm. Sketchy skinny tea pushers, perhaps. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. There's, okay. exactly. There's quite a bit of vocal fry in mm-hmm. my iteration of her. That you picture her how you will. Uh huh. But I have prepared for you a uh, a read for <laughs> her name is Shandy. Shandy. Uh, Shandy. Two e's. With, oh, two e's. Shandy. I was thinking a I when you said it. You two know, e's. sometimes we might have to. Re- she goes through rebrand every once in a while. So when she rebrands, she could be Shandy with yeah. an I. I could Maybe get, a heart on top of the Oh, yeah. I mean, Obvi, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can get you her wig if that would help. Uh, oh. She, she's blonde. It's not very natural. But uh, <laughs> yeah, with that said, uh, Shandy has a special uh, little announcement, a video announcement for her, her gal, her, her sham fam. And uh, we would like for you to do a rough read of it. <laughs> a, a first read. It's your best impression of Shandy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just have fun with it. Here hey guys. we go. <laughs> I am taking off my uh, 
Rachel hat. And yeah, your doctor hat. That's what the whole point of the podcast. Hey, yeah. hey guys, <laughs> it's me, Shandy. <laughs> so I've been getting lots of questions lately about really? how I can possibly yeah. afford to get my dog's <laughs> acupuncture treatments. <laughs> Secret, I do it myself. <laughs> Taking your dog all the way to their office costs a fortune and takes forever. And I certainly am not going to pay a house call acupuncturist. <laughs> like, I want some weird needle nurse knowing where I live. Needle nurse. As if. <laughs> if they're such good doctors, why can't they afford an office? <laughs> Beat it, Gypsy. <laughs> For the record, Rachel does not agree with any of this. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> For the record, no, that's no it's, the point. Like, it's always horrible. Go yeah. for it. Back to Shandy. <laughs> Here's my trick. I just go around and get my needles for free. You'd be amazed by how many people are just throwing out like perfectly good needles. Tattoo shops, sweatshops, methadone clinics. But the real jackpot is HIV clinics. <laughs> It's not like the needles are going in my skin. LOL. (laughs) And you guys, I just take them home and jam them in my dog. I suggest following Dr. Rachel Barack Obama and just like do what she does. The only thing limiting how many needles you can stick in your dog is like how big your dog is. So get to sticking. Oh, Shandy is a character, guys. (laughs) Thank you for being a sport about that. We debated. Oh, no, there's still more. Oh, there's just kidding. (laughs) Let's face it. Acupuncture worked in ancient China, but now, like, we have real medicine. LOL. We're just doing this stuff for Insta. So I found that I get, like, one like per needle on the body and about two likes per needle on the face. Hope this helps. Oh, you guys are really bad. This is awful. (laughs) This is not true. Listeners. Um, So, ladies, now that you have the formula, start dumpster diving hospitals and make sure you tag me in your dog's acupuncture pics. (laughs) And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Bye. 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 <laughs> Yay! That was Clappy, an amazing claps, shandy. Doctor, but that's Rachel. the point is, it's the worst. You know, she's the worst. Yeah. So we're telling the world really what not to do. My shandy yeah, voice so. might have brought us back to the Long good. Island roots you yeah. were looking for. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely. It, it came it. out. It's been repressed. And he's wanted to call you Rachel Barack Obama for forever. Has anybody? I have I have heard the of course by the way it's, many yeah. times, Dr. Yes. Rachel Barack Obama to you. True. Yeah. Yeah, um, just so you know. No, but no, I definitely felt like we were at your family's uh Rosh party. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah party. Hi. Uh, yeah, they're how you doing? Uh, okay, well you have well, You have to see by the way, Shandy did a video with Ella about oh. do you want to give us a Brief. I forget what it was at this point. It's about puppy there's, there's milk. A, yeah, there's a bunch of them. And it was like, guys. Oh, puppy, yeah. Puppy. Yeah, it's like, it's a whole dot dot don't shop thing. It's dismissing the point that shopping is awesome. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, do you have more questions? And, and we about- made Ella do that, right? She was like the quintessential. She's the quintessential like humane society poster child for not. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, I, well, I guess I, I do want to know about like who is like a, a prime candidate for acupuncture for your for your services, like for for dogs, cats. So the great thing about acupuncture is it can treat just about everything you treat with Western medications or treatments. And it can be used in conjunction. So there are certain times when I think a Western treatment might be more beneficial and I would send them Dr. Lisa's way or (laughs) other times when I think acupuncture and Chinese medicine can be more beneficial. Mm -hmm. More often than not, I like to give the best of both worlds and, and take an integrative approach. For dogs and cats, some of the most common things I see are geriatric patients that have a lot of aches and pains. So chronic conditions like arthritis, 
other intervertebral disc disease, so other joint disease, neurological conditions, GI conditions. There are a ton of things that can be utilize acupuncture in Chinese medicine. Um, We just had a guest on who has a a very senior dog that absolutely swears by it. She says her her dog like literally couldn't walk if she, if she didn't have it getting acupuncture like every couple weeks. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's helping. Um, Some of the other things that I treat often are more acute conditions like post-operative healing to help manage pain and accelerate that healing. Um, I also treat a lot of dogs that unfortunately have been diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. and may choose to forego treatment conventional Western treatment, I should say, or to mitigate some of the side effects associated with chemo and radiation. Because it's managing pain? Because it's managing pain and- Or the nausea. Nausea, diarrhea, inappetence, general lethargy. Acupuncture Acupuncture can- Can can help with all of those things. diarrhea. It can. I also think food choices, which are another part of Chinese medicine, are really important. So there are lots of- tricks and things you can do with a pet's diet, especially pets who eat the same thing every day to make the best dietary choices for them and support what we're doing with Western medication or Eastern medication and treatments. Hmm. Very cool. Lise, do you have any other questions? Uh, no, I think that's great. I was going to say because I was just thinking like she's getting like creaky, you know? I mean, Chloe, by she I meant Chloe, She's she just turned nine and she, um, like when she gets, I mean, she's still in great shape. She's going to live forever, right? You agree? I totally um, agree. But she, like when she gets up, she's got a little like crepitus. Like I hear her crack a little and I'm thinking like, oh, like acupuncture would be perfect for you. So, and you would just look so good with some needles in you. Yeah, I think so. Lisa's taking links to the face yeah. right now. If I you love guys her so much. For a I few think seconds. I meant that Chloe liked that idea and yeah. we're going to have to make Chloe. it happen. Yeah, Chloe. Yay. She seemed into it. Yeah. Well, I actually have a patient for you tomorrow. Remind me, I'm sending you a patient tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Thank okay. you. Uh, well, with all that said, uh, we have a tradition of going out with a quiz. And, okay. Uh, this quiz will determine if you, Dr. Rachel Barrick, deserve dogs. <laughs> Woo! Pressure. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Question one. Upon searching famous veterinarians, one might discover Dr. Debbie Turner. Not only is she a vet who trained at University of Missouri, she was awarded what other title? Miss America, Playboy Playmate of the Year, Penthouse Pet of the Year, or Epstein Didn't Kill Himself? I'm thinking um, Playboy Playmate? It was, in fact, Miss America. Ooh, here I am making it racy. Yeah, well, <laughs> if real racy would have been Penthouse Pet of the Year. Yes, she won Miss America three days before her 25th birthday. She achieved a DVM from University of Missouri and then went on to achieve Dr. Lisa's dream of not being a veterinarian. Uh, she has a career in television <laughs> and appears to have married some rich dude. So, Lise, she is really just killing you. Yeah, she I married think so. Well, you know, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she. I'd st- have to be married for that. Her secret, though, was that she sold out right after getting the Miss America gig, and uh, she became a spokesperson for Purina. Mm. Oh. That's what you got to do. Oh. Yeah, you got to go big and evil. You know, yeah, big and evil. <laughs> Walmart, if you're listening, Dr. Lisa <laughs> wants to rep you. Yeah. In 2009, an Atlantic City man named Daniel C. Tice posed as not only a veterinarian, but also a what? Sign language interpreter, firefighter, symphony conductor, or woman? I'm going to say woman. 
That is correct. <laughs> the headline, it was from 2009. So the headlines read as being wildly transphobic, but might be misleading. He was pretending to be an actual female person, real veterinarian, Dr. Danielle Smith. And he ran a South Jersey small animal rescue and solicited donations and brokered adoptions for a fee. Ooh. Real scumbag. Mm. Uh, fun fact, in his mugshot, he looks a whole lot like the chick from, what was it, Theranos? What was her name? Oh, Elizabeth something? Yes, who was a woman pretending to be a man. <laughs> so, fun, fun. Yeah. Well, this is exciting because it's a three-question test, and you, doctor, are one for one. Woo! <sighs> Could go anyway. Mm-hmm. A new study of dogs' noses just published has discovered that they have the ability to do what? Decipher dad's farts from mom's farts, <laughs> tell if a guy has bad credit, <laughs> act as lie detectors, or detect thermal radiation. I'm going thermal radiation. That is correct. Nice. All right. <laughs> yes, they studied how dogs with impaired sight, smell, and hearing can still hunt successfully. It may have something to do with having their cold noses, and it puts them in a very small group of species that can detect low-level thermal radiation. Mm. But full disclosure, uh, this was a study of three dogs. <laughs> three. It's a bit of a small pool. It's a pretty small sample, but it could also be good news because that might mean that there's only three dogs that are blind, deaf, and hard of smell. But either way, yeah. it we figured it out. She deserves dogs. You deserve dogs. Yay. Amazing. Yay. Okay. Uh, where can people find you? And thank you so much for coming. And thank you for having yeah. me. So you can find me on any given day, anywhere and everywhere around Manhattan. But if you'd like specifically more information about me and my practice and how I can help your pets, mm-hmm. you can check me out on animalacupuncture.com. Yay. Right on. Thank also, you so much. Animal Acupuncture, Facebook, Instagram. Great. All yeah. that good stuff. Great. Very cool. To- Check her out, folks. Perfect. And you guys know you can find me. Everything is at Richie Redding. And I'm at Dr. Lisa Littman. Cool. Let's do it. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. 
Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.